from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Welcome to the celebration of the daily televised Mass. My name is Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from the beneficiaries of the Our Young Family Trust of Calgary, Alberta. This Mass is being offered for the living and deceased members of the Our Young Chan, Palmer, and Yun families. We know that the televised mass brings meaning to the lives of tens of thousands of Canadians across the land and around the world, and they join me in thanking the donors for the gift of this mass. Now, as we prepare ourselves to celebrate this Eucharist, let us call to mind our sins and ask the Lord to forgive us. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You plead for us at the right hand of the Father. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who gave St. Anthony of Padua to your people as an outstanding preacher and an intercessor in their need, as we follow the teachings of the Christian life, we may know your help in every trial. We make this prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the first book of Kings. The Lord said to Elijah, You shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, as prophet in your place. So Elijah set out from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, who was plowing. There were twelve yoke of oxen ahead of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed him and threw his mantle over him. Elisha left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. Then Elijah said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? Elisha returned from following him, took the yoke of oxen, and slaughtered them. Using the equipment from the oxen, he boiled their flesh and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then Elisha set out and followed Elijah and became his servant. The word of the Lord. You are my inheritance, O Lord. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my 
I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol, or let your faithful ones see the pit. You are my inheritance, O Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, you have heard it was said to those of ancient time, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be be yes if yes, and no if no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My dear people of God, if you look at the prophets in the Old Testament and look at the way that they were called, they all seem very reluctant They didn't want to be prophets at all. It reminds me of an old British uh, comedy, Up Pompeii, which took place in the 1970s. It always began with a soothsayer saying, woe, woe to the world. And that's exactly what the prophets in the Old Testament seemed to do, trying to tell the people that they should turn away from sin. And of course, when you hear that day in and day out, people get pretty fed up about it. And so the prophets were treated badly. People didn't listen to them. People persecuted them. 
Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, they all had very sad stories to tell us. They even tried to kill Jeremiah, threw him in a pit, and if it wasn't for the advices of the king, he would have died. And therefore, when we hear about the call of Elisha, as Bernadette read in our first reading today, we say, what's wrong with this man? He's actually asking to be a prophet. He is holding Elijah's cloak by his hands and saying, let me do your job. Is he a masochist? And then I was reading John Maysfield's uh, poem, Sea Fever. I must go down to the sea again, to the lonely sea in the sky. And all I want is a tall ship and a star to steer me by. And he describes this call as a wild call, a st very steep, strong call, which cannot be denied. When you read this poem of John Maysfield on sea fever, on the call, a bug that gets to you and you have to answer it, even though that it could be perilous, then you can understand Elisha's wanting to be a prophet. He knew all the pitfalls and the dangers, and yet he wanted to be a prophet. The word of God just caught him by the heart, and he had to answer for it. The next problem about this whole story about Elijah and Elisha is what he does next. He's a wealthy man. He's got 12 yoke of oxen. He throws a big barbecue and he calls all his friends and they make merry. Now that seems to be very reasonable in our day and time. Not, not now when we are in lockdown, but normally when somebody makes a change of uh, profession or changes a job or decides to go to another place, they throw a big farewell party. But if we come into the New Testament and we listen to the call, the call that Jesus gives us, the whole story and scenario takes a different shape altogether. Jesus has a sense of urgency. There is no time for parties. In fact, when somebody said, I would like to say goodbye to my friends, and Jesus says, he who puts his hand to the plow and turns back is not worthy of the kingdom of God. And it would apply very much to our story of Elisha. He did put his hand to the plow, then he turned back and threw a party. Another thing that Jesus said was, you know, somebody came to him and said, Lord, I want to follow you, and Jesus said, you can follow me right away. He says, but I have to bury my father. And Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. It seemed that Jesus was not compassionate at all. But the ironic thing is that it was something more than burying the dead. It was not just a wake and a funeral, but it meant that you'd have to take on all the obligations of the father. And therefore, the call of Jesus was urgent. Today we celebrate the feast of St. Anthony of Padua, who also listened to the call of the Lord. And when he listened to the call of the Lord, he decided that he would be uh, join the Augustinian Abbey, which was in his own town. And he was there as a young novice, and he suddenly found that it was very difficult to do that. He, like Elisha, came from a wealthy family. 
and his parents were well known in the town, and they were always visiting him at the abbey, bringing him gifts. And then he began to realize the call of Jesus in the Gospels to the young man, sell all you have and give it to the poor. And another call of Jesus which said, if you do not hate mother and father and even your own life, you're not worthy of the kingdom of God. Anthony realized he could not be an Augustinian friar in his own town. And so he asked to go to the neighboring big city of Coimbra, and he was, he joined the Augustinian Abbey over there. And he was so well liked and he was so uh, good as an, as an abbey, as a novice, that he was made the guest master, which is like the vice rector of a seminary at the tender age of 19. That age of 800 years ago was very rich in saints. Saint Anthony of Padua was born in 1195 and died in 1231. 25 years before that, in Spain, you had Saint Dominic that was born, Dominic de Guzman. He was the one who founded the Order of the Dominicans, and you and I know them as the Order of Preachers, and they've done some brilliant work. And at the same time, 15 years before Saint Anthony was born, Francis was born in Assisi. Portugal, Spain, Italy, what rich saints they were. And then, lo and behold, there were several things that came into Anthony's life which changed his whole way of procedure. First of all, the young Franciscan order that had been formed send, sent six Franciscan monks to Coimbra. And St. Anthony, when he looked at them, he was so impressed with their life, with their life of simplicity and with their life of evangelism. They wanted to go out and preach the good news, and he was fired with that. He thought that he would like to be one of them. And then there was a catalyst. Five other Franciscans were killed in Morocco. They were beheaded, and the king of Portugal asked for their bodies to be brought so that they could be given a proper burial in Portugal. And when they were brought, Anthony was really moved, and he asked to be released from the Augustinian Abbey so that he could join the Franciscans, and he did. And immediately he was sent to go out to Morocco to work over there. But God had other plans for him. He arrived there, he did not feel well, he got very sick, and he was sent back to Portugal. But God had other plans. As the ship went back to Portugal, it veered off and went off into Italy. And he landed in Sicily and then onto the mainland of Italy. Again, God took another step in his life. Nobody wanted to accept him because he was sick. He perhaps was contagious. The communities did not want to pick him up. And so what they did was they sent him up to northern Italy. And lo and behold, he meets Francis of Assisi. Francis was a little worried about Anthony because he was a well-known preacher. He preached and people were astounded. He had a mellow voice. He had a rich tone and people were enamored with him. And Francis said, mm -mm, I don't like these preachers because it goes to their head very often. 
but he found that Francis Anthony was a person who lived an easy, simple life, and the soon two of them became great friends. The call to Anthony, the call to Francis, the call to Dominic, to Dominic continues in our day and time. Elisha answered the call thousands of years ago. Dominic, Anthony, and Francis answered the call 800 years ago. The call comes to you and me today. What is your answer and mine? God bless you all. Let us now pray together. We pray for all those in the daily televised mass community who have asked to be included in the prayer intention book, especially those who are facing significant transition in their activities, in their health, in their relationships, in their finances. For this, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our we pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for Archbishop Thomas Collins, and for the pastors who try to run a viral, a virtual community in their parishes that are in lockdown. For them, we pray to the Lord. We pray for the people of the First Nations who are isolated and alone and often feel abandoned. For them, we pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of years granted in our time to so many men and women in the second half of their life. We thank you for their presence in our community, for their life experience, their courage and wisdom, their witness of faith. We ask your blessings upon them as they live the many transitions that are a part of the maturing years. Be with them, keep them in your care, and grant them peace. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Through the mystery of this wine and water, may we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. <coughs> Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite hearts. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept this sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of God's name, for our Receive, O Lord, the offerings placed on your altar in commemoration of St. Anthony of Padua, so that as you brought him glory, you may, through these sacred mysteries, grant us your, your pardon. We make this prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as on the festival of St. Anthony of Padua, you bid your church rejoice, so too you strengthen her by the example of his holy life, and teach her by his words of preaching, and keep her safe in answer to his prayers. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. Once more giving thanks, he gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring it to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Thomas our Bishop, the bishops across Canada, and this entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles 
with St. Anthony of Padua, St. Dominic de Guzman, St. Francis of Assisi, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. 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 At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. <coughs> Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of this year church, and graciously grant a peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Wherever you are, send a message of peace to those around you. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us and all our dear ones unto life everlasting. Let us pray. May partaking at the heavenly table, almighty God, confirm and increase strength from on high in all who celebrate the feast day of St. Anthony of Padua, that we may preserve in integrity the gift of faith 
and walk in the path of salvation that you trace for us. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass has been celebrated. Go now in the peace of Christ. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Remember, if you can't sponsor a Mass, any contribution, no matter how small, will help keep Daily Mass on television. And you'll receive an income tax receipt for your donation. How can we?